You don't really believe that all this witch stuff is true, do you? Dylan, haven't you ever wondered about all the stuff that goes on in our house? No. Like why mom won't let us talk about, watch, or read anything that has the word magic in it? No. Haven't you wondered why she pretends Halloween doesn't exist? Or why I have deja vu all the time? Or why stuff seems to fly off the shelves whenever Sophie is a tantrum? No. Well, I have, and now that i found out the truth, I'm not going to stay here and turn all boring and human like you. What do you mean boring like me? B-b-b-boring. I'm not boring. <laughs> this is my Harry Potter trauma all over again. Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to D-Commentaries. Oh, thank you. And welcome to you and welcome to our listeners. Today, we are talking about Halloween Town. Uh, it's a classic, man. I oh my gosh. realized today how many times I've seen this movie. And it is a lot. Um, but it first came out October 17th, 1998. It was written by Paul Birnbaum who also wrote Return to Halloween Town and Halloween Town High. Ooh. Um, and it was directed by Duane. I'm saying it the way it's spelt, Duane Dunham, who also directed The 13th Year. And he also directed not DCOMs, but Little Giants, which I Whoa. love. And also a couple episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars, which cool. I am a big fan of. I have never seen a Star Wars. Any That's a Star Wars? That's a topic for another time. We have to get you on board. Well, then in six years, when we're done with our decommentaries, we can start a Star Wars podcast. Okay. Um, okay, so this movie was starring Kimberly J. Brown as Marnie. <laughs> Queen. Um, Judith Hogue as Gwen. That's the mom. And Debbie Reynolds uh, as Aggie. in the rain. <laughs> Just sing. sing. Anyway, uh, the synopsis. I haven't read this yet, so we'll see how much it reveals. It's probably going to tell the whole story. Where's your synopsis from, Val? I literally just Googled the movie, and then there's a thing that comes up on the side with the synopsis, okay. and I copy and paste it into my notes. Okay, great. Perfect. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Wait. Already? This is yep, wrong. I know. I copied the same thing, which is why I asked where you got your synopsis from. What? What? Okay, well, I'm going to change it. No, read it how it is. Okay, okay. To I'm going to read it how it's set, how it's written. This is what comes up on Google, and then I will correct it. <laughs> Marnie and her kids get a big <laughs> shock when they follow Grandma home to Halloween Town and find out they come from a family of witches. The town is the only place where supernatural beings can lead a quote unquote, normal life. But trouble is looming. And on her 13th birthday, Marnie not only finds she is a witch, but that she and her family are involved in a fight against the evil that is threatening to take over the world. So okay. Marnie, 13 year old Marnie and her kids and her kids. OK, so obviously it is supposed to say Marnie and her siblings or Marnie and her brother and sister. But other than that, I actually think this is the best synopsis so far. It, it doesn't yeah. like overly reveal anything. 
it gives the overview of the movie and isn't weird or wrong in other ways. Like the other ones were more like narratively wrong. That's just like a typo. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll forgive it. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to forget it. Forget it. <laughs> OK, that's fine. OK. Um. So, Al, what did you think? Yeah. You know, Halloween Town, I have seen countless amount of times. So this is one of those decobs that I think because there aren't so many Halloween movies, this is a staple Halloween movie where, I mean, with the roommate that I have, I watch this movie two times a season. So I've seen it quite a bit for the last couple of years. And I, I'm going to rate it um, an eight and a half, 8.5 okay. out of 10. Um, it is a great movie. I think I'm, I'm only rating it an 8.5 because I'm a little jaded because I've seen <laughs> it so many times. Sure. So I think if I hadn't seen it, rewatched it, I might rate, rate it a little higher. Um, but overall, I mean, a classic, it's one of those you can continuously watch and love again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Val, what were your first impressions? I mean, I okay. so I saw this movie a million times, like when it was more closer to when it came out. Right. Like I saw it right when it came out and I saw it repeatedly because they played it, obviously, every Halloween and many other times on TV. So I've seen it a lot, but I probably haven't seen it for at least 15 years. Wow. So it was cool to see it again and like how much came back instantly and how much I had forgotten and like just to see it with kind of fresh eyes. I really, really enjoyed it. Obviously there are things about it that are kind of distracting, like how bad all the (laughs) special effects are and the makeup is ridiculous, but they lean into it. Like they're not trying to pretend for one second that this is like CGI fest. They're just like doing, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, um, did you watch WandaVision? I did not because I also don't Marvel movies. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Please don't <laughs> stop listening to us because Allie doesn't like fandoms. If anyone wants to talk about Survivor Big Brother, you let me know. Yeah, but and I'll Val talk. can talk to you about Marvel and Star Wars. <laughs> That's right. I can do the Marvel and Star Wars. So the first episodes, especially the very first episode of WandaVision, because it was filmed the way that like Bewitched was filmed and other similar shows of that era, they did kind of the same string effects and other like old timey like ways of illustrating magic. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So this kind of reminded me of that where they were just, they were accepting the fact that like, yeah, that bag that follows Debbie Reynolds around is just on a string and that's fine. Right. Like it's okay that it's just on a string. We're having fun. Right. Um, so like, I, like that stuff stood out to me just because I was watching it with a little bit of a more critical eye this time. Um, Mm -hmm. but I really liked Kimberly J. Brown's performance. Yes. I loved Debbie Reynolds performance. I really like Gwen too. I like the mom a lot. I, I agree. Um, I think it was well cast, well acted. Disney channel is so far being great with their casting. They've really done a great job. Um, completely ignoring you lucky dog. But, um, I was worried that Debbie Reynolds was going to make it seem overacted. And I thought that she was so believable and comfortable that it didn't feel it's a movie about magic and a fake Halloween town. Granted, Halloween town could be out there and then they're all going to spite me. But, um, it, it just, she made you believe it. Yeah. She's awesome. She was just having so much fun. 
she's not playing it like, oh, I have to do this because I need the money or like this is so stupid. She's just enjoying the heck out of being in this movie. Um, did you have any uh, favorite scenes or quotes? Yeah, I wrote down a bunch of stuff and I uh, quoted them completely wrong. So what's more fun, saying them correctly or saying them incorrectly? We'll find out. Uh, we're going to go in order. It starts out right in the beginning. I'm 13 now. I'm practically old enough to make my own choices, right? Then her friends go, right. And then the other one goes, is there an age for that? And girl, there is not an age for that. <laughs> I still can't even make my own choices. <laughs> I still have to text my sister like, do I do this or that? Uh, <laughs> um, I loved the Halloween is cool nature boy. Oh my gosh, I literally all of these. This is such a quotable movie. Let's put on our bikinis and go swimming. Yes, in. I had that one too. That's what I'm going to say when we go to Spoiler City. <laughs> um, I'm a Wiccan. I'm a ghost. I think I'm a big pimple. <laughs> um, I loved they uh, during the beginning, they're reading the book Halloween Town and the kids don't know Halloween Town is a real place yet. And in the book, she says, I'm, my story is about a magical land. And Dylan goes, Cleveland? <laughs> I heard they have good school districts. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so funny. Those are, I mean, this movie is so quotable. This movie is so fun. And it goes by so fast. It really does. Um, I have to mention, are you cooking chowder, Grandma? <laughs> I love I, I loved paused that. and laughed for minutes when she said that. The fact that she uses the micro uses a microwave is so cool that they are so technology forward in Halloween Town. Right. But she has to boil, boil, toil and trouble in order to make her chowder. Right. Exactly. Double bubble. Oh, that's Toil what it is. Trouble. Yeah. So she See, I told you twice. I'd write down all the quotes wrong. <laughs> um this is just a nice like quote from the movie it's not like funny or anything magic is really quite simple all you have to do is want something and then let yourself have it oh yeah i did like that i think i wrote that too i did write that down yeah another delightful quote give me a break i have trouble remembering aqua (laughs) as in the band aqua's lyrics is that what that was a reference yes, to? Yes, of course it was. <laughs> I thought it was like she couldn't remember Agua in Spanish. And no. like, how was she going to remember? She was talking about Barbie girl, baby. <laughs> I had no idea. I did. I mean, once again, I watched with subtitles and I was so confused. You know, Val? Is it time? Uh, I think it's time. I think it's time we put on our bikinis and go swimming in Spoiler City. <laughs> Heck yeah. I'm already in my bikini. Let's do it. <laughs> Woo. All right. Um, so let's do a little, a quick little rundown. Hopefully this one will be a little bit tighter than Brink was because <laughs> that and, Brink synopsis, and, that Allie Brink synopsis was a lot. And I cut a lot from it. <laughs> <laughs> I did my best. No, you did so good. It's me. I'm the I'm the terror. No, I love it. It's my favorite. So, <clears throat> lights up. 
on a town that's not Halloween town. Uh, Marnie is trying to get her mom to let her go out on Halloween. And Marnie's mom is a stickler about not celebrating Halloween. So Marnie's friends go out of the house and then they get a surprise visitor. It's grandma, AKA Debbie Reynolds. Um, and I should go back and say, Marnie has two siblings, uh, Dylan and Sophie. Dylan is kind of a uh, very against magic, very down to earth. And then Sophie is just a little kid who's, you know, enjoying life. Head in the clouds a little. Head in the clouds. That's a great way to put it, Val. Thank you. So grandma's on her way over. Um, the grandma and the mom don't have a great relationship. We don't know why at this point, uh, but grandma brings fun clothes and gifts and candy in this cool Mary Poppins bag where she just keeps pulling all this stuff out. And uh, when they go to bed, they read this book on Halloween town and Marnie always kind of thought something was up and they go to bed and mom and grandma are fighting over the fact that Halloween town is real and grandma Aggie is a witch. And so is what's her name? The mom. Oh, Gwen. And so is the mom, Gwen. And they're fighting because Gwen married a human. The presumption is that the dad passed away yes. at some point, somewhat recently. Yes. Yeah, so the dad passed away and left the three kids with single mom. And she decided to cut them off from the, from the magic world. But the grandma is like, hey, Marnie's 13 now. She This is her last chance to become a witch. But also the uh, Halloween town is about to be like perished. Something is going on and I can't figure it out. No one believes me. So grandma goes home on the bus. Then Marnie overheard that entire conversation and decides to follow grandma. So Dylan follows grandma. They get on the bus to Halloween town, goes boop, 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 up in the sky. And then they land in Halloween town and the bus moves and they see Sophie there as well. So before they go find grandma Aggie, they meet um, a bunch of Halloween town people, monsters, ghouls, werewolves, and all those things. And most importantly, they meet the mayor and the mayor is Calabar and he introduces them. He says, oh, I love your family, blah, blah, blah. And then um, sends them away to Grandma Aggie's house where she's trying to come up with a spell to save Halloween Town because she knows something is going on but can't quite figure it out. So she needs to go get all of these items because the instant witch's brew won't work like an instant noodle, but in not an instant noodle. Like She tried to uh, make the craft mac and cheese of magic. <laughs> yes, and it did not work. So she needed to go get all of these items. So all of that, all the four of them, Dylan, Sophie, Marnie, and Aggie go back to Halloween Town and try to start collecting these items. Uh, Marnie flies her first broom. Dylan is still really skeptical. Sophie is still the most magical of them all. <laughs> and uh, I'm missing something well Gwen gets there oh yes first they run into Luke and he's all Luke Luke and then Gwen realizes they're gone and follows them and yes yells at them so then um Gwen realizes that they're gone and comes to Halloween town and meets them in Halloween town and yells at Grandma Aggie and then yells at the kids and she's trying to get them back home. So she takes them to the mayor's office and realize it's her dun 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 ex-boyfriend Calabar. And she didn't marry Calabar. She married a human. So he has a vendetta against her, but he's being super secretive about it. So then Grandma Aggie is trying to figure out why the pumpkin is dying and her her best friend Harriet um, turned into a monster and then turned vanished. into a monster. She literally squawked. I wrote this down. Yeah, it was really creepy. It was horrifying. And um, 
Then they get led to the theater of the town by Luke. And he says, oh, um, I'll help you because I know who the person is to help you when he was really leading her to her doom. Um, and then the evil phantom man was in the theater and all he wanted was the, was the talisman. But she didn't have the talisman with her. So he froze her and Gwen. Yes. Gwen did the whole like push her out of the way, take the hit yes. first. <laughs> And then the kids have to go find all the items to mix in the brew for the talisman. They find the werewolf hair, they find the vampire fang, and they find the ghost sweat. And they bring it back to Grandma Aggie's house, um, not before realizing that the cab driver is turning evil, which Sophie has this cool sixth sense of realizing that people are bad. Um, And they mix it together. They go back in town. Everyone's there. Um, and then they put the talisman in the pumpkin and then the people get unfrozen. The frozen people get unfrozen. So Gwen and Aggie are all set. Good to go. They come back out into the middle of town square. Then they realize that the evil phantom man mask off Scooby-Doo is Calabar. And he was trying to take over the world because he had this vendetta against Gwen. Literally, Gwen is the reason for all of this. Well, I think she was a symbol of he. So earlier in the movie... And we can get more into this in a minute. But earlier in the movie, Aggie says we used to be really hateful towards humans because they were hateful towards us. But it ate us alive. And so we stopped and we just came here and we lived our lives. So then his he's like living in that hatred of like humans don't accept them. So I hate humans. And Gwen is like a manifestation of that because she married a human. Married a human, right. And so he's trying to take over the world and have it just be monsters and take over humans um, by making all of the Halloween 10 people bad is what the goal was. And then uh, as a family, they all come together, hold hands, use their family. Even Dylan! Use their family magic to work against Calabar and they defeat Calabar and everyone is happily ever after in Mm -hmm. Halloween town. Yes, That was a great synopsis. Thank you. It was shorter than Brink. Yeah, you did a great job. Um, This movie is really interesting because I like liked it and didn't like it at the exact same time. I'm having a really hard time like explaining or even like understanding myself how I feel about this movie because I I still enjoy it. I have that like nostalgia factor for it. And um, and there was a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed. And I obviously loved the performances, but there was still Uh something about it where I was like, why do I want this to be better? Like, it doesn't need to be better. It's stupid. That's the whole point of this Right. It's so stupid. This one is not going to be unnominated for an Oscar. No. There's just something about it that just seems a little silly. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely, the one thing that I really did feel like did not need to exist was Luke. I felt like his character was pointless and I might be wrong if you disagree hit hit us up um but I felt that his character was a little bit pointless the cool thing that I thought about Luke was when you first meet Calabar in the beginning he establishes dominance hey I'm the mayor he um calls Sophie the wrong name a few times And then he also like pulls out of his jacket and gives her an ice cream. Now watching this back, knowing what happens, because I've seen this so many times when we first meet Luke, he does the same thing. He calls Marty by the wrong name. 
He offers to buy her an ice cream and he calls himself, I'm kind of the big cheese around here. <laughs> so he's and like, I just thought it was him? really cool that they were like, this is his minion. Not that right. anyone young enough would have been able to pick that up. Right. And who knows? I mean, this could be some great Gatsby shit where he did not intend <laughs> to, to, to write this in there. And then it, I, I pulled this out. But I noticed that. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool. That is really cool. You know, there were a lot of things like that here. There, like, we'll probably talk about this more when we get into bingo. But like, there was a lot of stuff that definitely could have been seen as like thematic or metaphorical in in this. Um, and uh, like, there were little details that I really liked. Like, Calabar's office kind of looked like a courtroom, like a witch's trial. Yeah, courtroom, which was both kind of like a, just an interesting detail, but also maybe foreshadowing of him kind of trying to attack the witches. So I thought that was kind of cool. So there was stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff in there where I was like, was this intentional or is it just brilliant in retrospect? Like that's, yeah. that's I think what it is with me. Um, I thought that a lot of the costumes and makeup was incredible. My only qualm is that it's all human bodies, weird monster heads. Right. And that's why I think I t I said it was like bad, quote unquote. It's yeah. just because it's like, it's very, it's like easy, right? Yes. I have a fish head, but I'm going to use my human hands to open up this pop can. <laughs> exactly. And like, in a way that's kind of funny and like, it it kind of go is going towards this message of like, they're really not that different than we are. Right. Like in the in the strictest sense. So maybe that was also intentional. Who knows? But yeah, that I I definitely noticed that, too. Um, yeah. Let's talk for a second about Dylan, because okay. I think that there's something really sad about Dylan. He even says at one point, I'm the man of the house and I have to, like, protect you or some something. To yeah, that he's missing dad. Yeah. Like, it's so sad. Like, you can just see, like, this was a little boy who was probably just like kind of an average little boy who had normal interests. And then his dad died and he felt like he had to become a little grown up and oh, a little grown up. He leaned into it so hard. I mean, he was re I mean, he really stuck to his beliefs and really, really did not want to believe in Halloween town. And I think that's why it was so surprising at the end when he finally grabs Marnie's hand to be a part of the family. Yeah. So I'm really interested in like two years when we finally get to Halloween town two <laughs> of how that changes his story arc in right. the second movie. Yeah. Okay. Is it time? Oh, it's bingo time, baby. Bingo, bingo. <laughs> All right. That's how I, I love high-pitched Val. That's my, that's my bingos. <laughs> bingo, I, bingo. You, would, would you believe that I was a first soprano in choir? Val, you have to sing something for us right now. No, I will not. <laughs> no, you have to. I'm not moving no. on until you sing something. What do you want me to sing? What I don't if we know. do a duet? Like, Defying Gravity. We both sing at the same time. <sighs> Oh my God, I can't believe you know how to sing. You've never told me this. Wait, I told you in our first Listeners, episode. I am, I am shocked. Val, can you just sing one note? I don't know what you want me to sing. I don't know. I don't do good um, on the spot. I need a hero. I'm holding up for a hero till the end of the night. See, you can sing it better than I can because I'm an alto. 
Well, I'm, but I haven't sang first soprano since high school. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, Val, all I'm hearing right now is excuses. <laughs> I'm going to remember this. The next time you ask me to sing, I'm going to say, you know what? Okay. I, first of all, first of all, I never have to ask you to sing. You just sing. <laughs> Secondly, secondly, okay, this, I will make this promise to you. I actually okay. used to sing at my camp. I used to sing for good from wicked, not <gasps> divine gravity as a duet with my friend every summer. So when, when we are next together, we can sing that together and we can record ourselves and we can put it on the. Oh my God. It's happening. Everyone we're singing. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Okay, let's play some bingo. Bingo. Okay. All right. Do you want to start, Valerie? Or do you want to start? Um, I think you've been starting a lot, so like okay. I'll start just to shake it up. You know, shake it up, baby. Let's go. All right. Uh, one hit wonder. No, not unless you count that incredible intro. <laughs> I don't even know it. Ryan was it's... singing it last night, and I was <laughs> one beat behind. <laughs> yeah, it's like they have a they have a theme. They have they a do. they have a, a score. But yep. it's I, it's not a one hit wonder. And yeah. while they mention Aqua, they do not play Aqua. All right. Breaking the breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera. I did not notice any. Did you? I don't think they actually broke the fourth wall. Yeah, I don't think so either. Holiday themed. I don't know, Allie. Was it holiday themed? No, it was not. We leave that block. <laughs> that block's blank. <laughs> I think this is as holiday themed as it gets. Yeah, it literally yeah. has a holiday in the name. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Clunky metaphor. I always okay. leave this box for you, Val. Yes. So I wanted to talk about this. And it's part of why I didn't have as much to talk about before, because a lot of my thoughts have to do with this. So Is metaphors. Yeah. So That's why your middle name is Valerie Metaphor Agnew. That is true. That is my legal name. Yes. Um. So I don't know. Again, I don't know if this was intentional at all. And I don't know that I would necessarily call it clunky either, but I felt that this entire story could be a metaphor for either in some cases, like in some cases, both, or in some cases, certain of these two queerness or immigrants. So basically a lot of like the the lore around the magic is about accepting yourself and being proud of your magic and and being proud of yourself. There's also um, so this was sort of about like appropriation, right? Mortals see mortals do. Right. So like the idea of mortals simultaneously stole cultural things from these creatures and then expelled them and treated them like monsters at the same time. Like that to yeah. me felt very much both like queerness and like immigrants. Right. Um, well, and I think too, I have a, a comment on the whole thing, but in the beginning when the mom is like, I don't want my kids doing that. I don't want my kids in there. I don't, I don't want anything to be a part of it. And I'm going to completely right. ignore that it exists, right. that it just seemed so very, like now that you're saying it, it seemed very like that, where in my head, I immediately went to Harry Potter, where it was, you know, muggles and mudbloods and everything right. like that and have uh, or half bloods. And what's a full right. blood? Pure blood. 
pure blood. Like that's how I started thinking about it. But now that you mentioned this, I mean, did this straight white man mean to write this movie this way? Who knows? But I I I think the way (laughs) that it was in, I think that the way that it comes across is way more accepting and has a meaning that he probably didn't intend, but it does. Yeah. Just sort of like this, this idea that of like othering people and then them having to like find their own place, you know, like a, like a queer neighborhood or, or like a, you know, a Chinatown or a little Italy or like any number of, you know, it sort of made me think about like, and he, like Calabar, uh, in the end parts keeps calling the kids like half humans or like, you know, part Mm -hmm. humans or something. He's calling out the fact that they're not like pure blood and, and this sort of, you know, I, I think because there's been obviously a ton of conversation lately about um, like hate towards certain uh, ethnic groups and and people of color. Um, this was on my mind, obviously, but like that idea that y- like your hate towards the people who hate you can eat you alive, yeah. you know, and 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 that like these people or in this case these creatures had to like rise above it and like find their own place and be proud of who they were and not necessarily try to assimilate right because that's what Gwen's doing Gwen is trying to assimilate into like mortal culture right she's trying to pretend like she doesn't have all these traditions she doesn't have all of these uh you know parts of her right yeah and her mom is like why aren't you proud of these traditions? You know, like why, but from Gwen's perspective, it's like, well, yeah, but it's easier to exist in the world. If, if we pass, right. If we, if we assimilate. Um, and it's, it's to me like that as someone who is half, like whose mother is an immigrant and whose father is, is like firmly American. Um, I've like, I can relate to that. And again, I might've only seen this or felt this because of my own experience for sure. I might be projecting, but um, there was just something about this sort of idea of like, your child should know where they come from. Your child should know who they are in a full sense. And then they can choose who they are. Yeah. Right. And like how, who she was, was coming through whether or not Gwen tried to, prevented from coming out so that that felt that part of it felt like queerness because it's sort of like who you are you know you can't pretend you're not this thing right but then there were other aspects of it that felt more cultural and so that's why i can't quite pick one it's kind of yeah one or the other yeah it kind of felt like both and probably neither was intended by any means right Um, but when you look at the the bones of the movie it's there it fits into situations that we still experience today with the isolation of certain groups and not feeling like you're welcome and having all of these people, you know, Oh, well, if you're not going to accept me, I'm going to go do my own thing with the people who I'm like. Right. And even Luke's storyline, his entire thing is that he didn't want to look, he didn't want to look like he was a magical creature. Right. He wanted to look human. Yeah. He wanted to be quote unquote handsome handsome by, by human standards, by like mortal standards, right? Yeah. And Marnie liked him anyway. She liked him both ways. She liked and him just, more. Yeah. The, when he was being you know, himself. Right. Be yourself, kids. But yeah, so that was my very long winded. Um, no, that was probably great, invented. That's why I leave the clunky metaphor to you. 
<laughs> because I could not, I could not have so beautifully said any of those words. Oh, well, I don't know how beautiful it was, but it's always beautiful um, when you speak. <laughs> it was just something I thought about. Okay. Good. Uh, parents who just don't get it. Gwen. <laughs> yeah. She actually, like, I liked her from almost the get like when she's watching TV in the kitchen and she's just like making fun of the television commercials and yeah. stuff. I'm like, she does get it. She's just yeah. trying to like protect her kids. She's not in desperate housewives, but if I could cast her in desperate housewives, I would cast her in desperate housewives. I think she's very pretty. She is the freckles, the red hair. Love it. She's everything I wish I could be. <laughs> you are, you are. <laughs> All right. Cool non-parent adult. I did mark this box because Grandma Aggie is <clears throat> Grandma Aggie is the coolest cool non-parent, non-parent adult. adult. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, someone too famous for a TV movie. Grandma Aggie is the cool <laughs> non-parent adult, played by <laughs> Debbie Reynolds. Yes, Debbie Reynolds. I mean, I'm so glad she did this movie Me and too. the sequels. I can't believe she did this movie and the sequels. <laughs> I would love to know the reason why, but I'm sure she's just like, yeah, I just want to do something fun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, okay. Competition to resolve central problem. No, no, there was no not. montage sequence. Nope. No, I wish there was. <laughs> I love uh, montage. Cliche. cliche villains. I mean, it doesn't get any better than Calabar with a C. It does. Yeah, not. no. Um, which is a shout out to whenever we watch Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, Calabar is spelled with a K. Yeah, I was thinking about that. We will talk about it in Halloween Town 2 when we have guest star Ryan Wenzel because he is passionate about this subject. Okay, then we won't talk about it now. Um, all right, clothes or items that you owned. I didn't see any Val except for Sophie had pink sheets as a kid and I had pink sheets as a kid. I mean, we can count that if you want. Do you want to count that? Sure. Okay. Um, okay. Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. So listeners, you know how this goes. Val guesses and I tell her and I give it to her if she's within five. Right. So I want to believe that this is pretty highly rated. I feel like it's played so much. It's probably more highly rated than some of the other ones. So what did I say last time? 78 for Brink. So I'm going to go with 79 for Halloween Town. Wow. Val, you're getting better. It was an 80. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. <gasps> wow. You're good. Wow. Deductive reasoning. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, 80, um, which I think is a solid and uh, good rating. That's a very good rating. There are yeah. like, I keep, I always say this, but there are Oscar winning movies that I don't think are rated that high. That is a very good point. <laughs> Um, okay. Happily ever after. They make I a mean, second movie. So no, but in this movie, yes. Yeah. In this <laughs> movie, there's a happily ever after. Yes. They all hold hands and do magic. They That's do. a happily ever after. And I love it. Almost kissing. I mean, there was actual kissing. Yes. So I think that I think I, well, I marked it because it's almost kissing because I think she tried to kiss him on the cheek. So yeah. it wasn't actual lip kissing. No. So I marked oh. it. I totally count it. And even if we didn't count that for some reason, uh, also the moment that Gwen and Calabar have in the office. Oh, yeah. that Yes. I mean, they had chemistry. I'm just going to say it. They had chemistry. No wonder he was so pissed that she left him for a human who the human she left Calabar for did kind of look like Calabar. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. I wonder yeah. if that was intentional. There's yeah. so many things in this movie where I'm like, was that just by chance? Um, okay. Someone who became famous, Val, I have good news. Okay, who are you going to say? Because I have one too. Oh, are we going to say the same person? I don't know. Let's who hear it. Who are you going to say? Well, I don't actually know his name off the top of my head. I probably know it. What did he play? He was the broom salesman. Kenneth Choi. Yes. I love Kenneth Choi because I watched 911. Yeah, me too. Um, big Kenneth Choi fan. So, friends, if you don't know Kenneth Choi, Kenneth Choi is currently a chimney in 911. Great show. It's a Ryan Murphy show, probably one of his better ones because all of the other ones are like really shitty. Um, he was also on American Crime Story, Sons of Anarchy, and this was his very first movie. This is his really? first IMDb credit. Oh my God. Isn't that amazing? And that it's like a legit amazing. part. Like he yeah. had a fair amount of lines. He and was he's really funny. In. He's funny. And he's such a good actor. I really like him. Yeah, he's great. I really like him a lot. And it was cool to see him in this playing nice. a fun character. Love that. Um, okay. Uh, betraying of one's real friends or values. No, I think it's the exact opposite. I, so now that I'm looking at it, is Gwen considered betraying of one's real friends or values? I mean, I guess you could make that argument. Do I want to? Sure. I just want to try to get bingo, guys. I know. I mean, let's do it. Why not? Your childhood crush. Well, no. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it blank. Okay. Obviously, bad special effects or stunt. I heard you laugh when you said that, Val. Why do you, why do you laugh? <laughs> Is it because of the obvious green screen when they're flying in the sky? Uh, lit, I don't think there's one shot in this movie, except for perhaps when Gwen is eating candy by herself in the kitchen that doesn't involve some kind of bad stunt or special effect. <laughs> and that's OK, because that is what this movie is. And it's leaning into it hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely has it. <laughs> yes, for sure. All right, we've got our special Disney Channel stars square. We've got Eric Von Detten, Kirsten Storms, Ryan Merriman, Annie Lawrence Bro, or Kimberly J. Brown. We got her, we got her. We got her, we did it. Uh, musical number. No, no, not unless you count me singing in the beginning again. I mean, <laughs> this is just this is sad. It's becoming a pattern. Yes. Um, magic, no. No magic in this movie. Everything was real. Um, <laughs> someone says the someone says the title of the movie within minutes. Yep. Again, within minutes. Scooby Dude. Yes. Hell, hell yeah. Yeah, those kids collected those ingredients all on their own, and Kimberly J. Brown found her magic all on her own. Um, the heroes create the problem. No. No, I really want it, but I mean, I could, I could get the to the backstory of Gwen is the reason behind Calabar wanting to smite the world, but uh, that's just going too far. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, lead is a fish out of water. Yeah, I think yeah. so, because they're, I mean, they're literally arriving in a world they've never been to, and yeah. they're just like, what's that? What's that? What's that? So yeah, I would say for sure. Oh. Uh... We're so close. We missed it like three different ways. This literally breaks my heart. <laughs> There's one, two, three, 
four places we could have gotten a bingo. Uh, Five. You know what? Okay, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to, okay, I almost did this today with Eric Von Detten when I posted our bingo square from, or bingo card from last week, but I didn't tag him. I thought about it, but I didn't. But when I post this one, you, know, you will, got a tagger. I will tag Kimberly J. Brown and I will say to her, if you comment on this post, we will get bingo. You will be our bingo. So she's the she's the universal bingo. Cool. Love that. Awesome. Great playing with you, Val. Um, it's time now for game time with Valley. I am so fun. Okay. Um, awesome. This is a quick game today. And Val, uh, I don't have a lot of faith in you for this game. Okay. Oh no. Um, this game is called... Guess the middle initial. All right, I'm going to give you a series of celebrities who use a middle initial in their name, and you have to guess what that middle initial stands for. Oh, boy. Okay. Are these celebrities that are in this movie? (laughs) One of them random. Okay. So you just looked up random celebrities. Is this in honor of Kimberly J. Brown? Is that why you're doing it? This is in honor of Kimberly J. Brown because we love her so much and appreciate her so much. Yes. We do. We do. Okay. So um, would you like to start with Kimberly J. Brown or end on Kimberly J. Brown? Um, Let's end on Kimberly J. Brown. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So this is called Guess the Initial Vow. And uh, well, like I said earlier, I don't have a lot of faith in you, but I think it will be fun because you have heart and that's what matters. All right. Our first uh, guest, the initial contestant is Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, boy. Leroy. That's correct. Wait, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I going to be really good at this game? Did you know that? No, I swear to God, I did not know that. I swear Val's to God, cheating. I didn't know that. Val has Michael behind the computer and he's typing, he's typing in the answer, showing it on a phone. No, he's definitely upstairs, like playing Madden or something. He's not helping me. I right can't now. handle. Okay. Well, one for Val. I can't believe it got there. Okay. 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 Yep. Michael B. Jordan. Ooh. This is not a common name. But I picked it anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brooks. Ooh. I think that I think he would look like a Michael Brooks Jordan. His middle name is Bakari. Ah, I actually knew a Bakari. Uh, I went on a safari in Tanzania. <gasps> what you did? Yeah. Um. I I used to travel more than I do now, obviously, but um. Yeah, a friend of mine lived in Tanzania, so I was like, I'm going to go there. And I went with a friend of mine and we did a week long safari and it was just the two of us with a guide and his name was Bakari. And that's he was, amazing. He was like the sweetest man and he was incredible at his job. Like he could spot things from like a million miles away. <laughs> like, yeah, it was really, really, really cool. So, wow, yeah, I have a I fondness for the name Bakari. Yeah, cool. All right, our next one, very hard. Michael J. Fox. John Stone. Amazing. Uh, It's Andrew. 
<laughs> the J does not stand for anything. It's Michael Andrew Fox. <laughs> so that's his like uh, Screen Actors Guild. Yes. Name. Yes. It okay. Is. Okay. We've got our final contestant. The one we're ending on. We've got Kimberly J. Brown. I'm going to go with Jane. Oh, Val, you are so close. Rearrange the letters. It's Jean. Uh, I messed up. Well, I'll give you a half point for that because you got the right letters. Okay. All right. So you got 1.5 out of four, Val. Good job. <laughs> I still can't believe you know you knew Leroy. Maybe it's because I watch NCIS, which I'm embarrassed to admit, but um, <laughs> Leroy Jethro Gibbs. Wow. It's just it popped into my head. So cool. Well, thanks for playing. Guess the middle initial. Thanks for coming up with that I, great game. That's really fun. Oh, wow. Thanks. Sometimes I am smart. <laughs> you are always smart. Stop being mean to yourself. Never. Talk about this. <laughs> More positive self-talk. All right. You ready to sign off? Yeah. Oh, wait. Um, if you're really if you're enjoying yourself, friends, um, you know, please, please, please leave us a review. Um, write a few kind words. Give us those five stars. It really does help us a lot. Um, and, uh, just, you know, subscribe too. So you don't miss any of our episodes. Yeah. Feel free to reach out to us on Instagram and send us some thoughts about what you want to see, what you want to hear. If there's anything that you like that you don't like, we want to make sure that you are enjoying this as much as we are. So, um, leave reviews, let us know what you want to hear. And, um, once we tag Kimberly J Brown, then you also continue to tag Kimberly right. J. Brown, just so that we can get that bingo. <laughs> yeah, get on her. Um, also, we will not be accepting feedback about Allie's music. No, uh, that is something that will not change. <laughs> <laughs> she will always sing. So if yes. that's your feedback, maybe find a different podcast. Yeah, find find a different podcast, which um, I think there's millions out there where I don't sing. So <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Awesome. All right. Well, bye, Val. Bye, Al. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash decommentaries hyphen pod and on Instagram at decommentaries. Decommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Ellie.